Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes Ellipses series to answer the age-old question of hell yeah or yeah nah. You did it. I did. I uh, I have a proposal for you. You already did that. <laughs> a long time ago. I know. <laughs> Lol. Six years ago. Uh, no, my proposal is that we either postpone and start recording at 11.59 or we do a three hour and 48 minute episode so we can get to midnight tonight so that when the clock ticks over, you mm. will suddenly become 30. Like that movie, Suddenly 30. Suddenly 30. My voice cracked then. Suddenly 30. Suddenly. <laughs> I started watching that movie once. My brother bought it back from Bali, so it was a, <laughs> it was a, an illegal copy, and I started watching it and went, no. <laughs> I love that movie. It is delightful. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is great. Mark Ruffalo is great. I wasn't that interested in Jennifer Garner, though, and she's the star of that movie, so I was like, eh. Is that why your brother bought it? I don't know why he brought it back. <laughs> he also brought back Mean Girls, but we actually went and saw Mean Girls at the cinema, me and him and his girlfriend at the time, and, yeah. was, and we were both like, that was a really good movie. It is a very good movie. It was a really funny movie. Um, look, as much as I love this podcast, I do want to spend the last couple of hours of my 20s not talking about teenage bands yeah um you just spend like the first half of your 30s talking about teenage bands uh, i know look i did this to myself and ultimately this is what i want to be doing with my life but according to my mother i was born at 3 41 p.m so ah. that is i'm not going to do this for another uh 30 another 19 hours and a bit I was... So 3.41, that's good to know. Yes. Um, I was born around midday. I know this because every birthday, after I get assaulted with happy birthday song from yes. my mum and uh, dad, if he, if he gets roped into it, <laughs> she then tells the story about... <laughs> it was around about midday. I was sitting down to have lunch and the nurse came in and said, it's time to, to go and deliver it. And I said, no, I want to finish my lunch. So wait, were you a C-section baby or a natural baby? No, I just was. I just came out easily. I was the. <laughs> I was the third, so it was just. Oh my god. <laughs> I was an hour. Oh my god. My my sister was forty. My brother was like twelve, and then I, I was one. I was an hour. <laughs> Char, I'd like. People ask me, "Oh, you really don't want kids?" It's just like no, no. like. But just, it's the idea that mum was sitting down and the nurse knew that mum was ready to have the, have the child. Either that or she's sitting there eating her, like, steak and taters or something. And it's like, every time she's taking a bite, she's like, Hmm, ah! <laughs> more salt. <laughs> oh, and they're just like, you know what? No, I think it's time. You've, you've annoyed us enough. Get your ass into the delivery into the delivery room so you can go back home with your new baby. I was about to say, and then get your ass back home. Yeah. Um, That's the new title, get your ass back to the delivery centre so then you can then go back home with your new baby. Put that thing back where it came from also help me. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, all babies are, are born a little undercooked, so. Oh, shit. I was particularly undercooked. I was a preemie. Oh, I didn't know that. I wish I still looked a bit undercooked. But... <laughs> I, I just imagine preemies for some reason have just like like white, like Anglo preemies are just extra pink for some reason. See, I picture them as more like a bluish purple. Bluish purple. <laughs> so I don't really want to look like that. Um, anyway, this week we are looking at the song Ass slash Ass Back Home by Gym Class Heroes as covered by Secrets for Punk Goes Pop 5. Or as they call it back in Requiem for a Dream, Ass to Ass oh. Back Home. But yes, tomorrow is your birthday and... I'm excited for it. Happy birthday for, for then. I mean, when you will be listening to this, dear listener, it will be Emma's birthday. So I know Richard will send you a message. I should goddamn hope so. But like, if, if anyone else is listening out there and you have Emma's socials, send her a happy birthday. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at PunkGoosePod because that's basically my personal yeah. account. <laughs> you if you're, if you're emailing or if you're messaging... Punk Ghost Pod, happy birthday. You should know you are messaging Emma. Yes. Yeah. I will welcome any and all birthday wishes. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you. I am less apprehensive about it than I thought I would be. Oh. So. I was depressed and then it happened and I was just like, well, I can't do anything about it. It's a number. That's fine. That's exactly it. I got a Nintendo Switch for for my 30th, so I didn't feel like I was too old anyway. I feel like that's not a great birthday present. I should have done better for your 30th, but... I love my Nintendo Switch. That though. is true. You do still use your Nintendo Switch I still Switch use my Nintendo lot. Switch. It gets a lot of mileage. Yeah. I love my Switch. Although... I asked for a Switch. I know, but that's because you ask for your presents because you're hard to buy for. And that's not your fault, it's just... Um, I mean, it is a little no, bit No, I'm just very unimaginative. <laughs> Whereas you surprised me with a pair of roller skates on the weekend, and I am stoked as hell to try them out and hopefully not end up in the emergency department. Look, if I end up getting a skateboard, we'll end up in the emergency department together. <laughs> and they'll, they'll say to me, it's time, you need to have your hand amputated. And I'm like, no, I'm got to finish lunch first. <laughs> Like mother, like son. Exactly. Boom. Get your ass back. People knew this type of life didn't come with instructions, so I'm trying to do my best to make something out of nothing. And sometimes it gets downright shitty. In fact, when you call it, I don't even know what city I'm at. Or what day of the week in the middle of a month and a year, I don't recall. It's like my life's on repeat. Tell me about Gym Class Heroes. So Gym Class Heroes, which um, 
you found out just before we started recording, they actually did meet in gym class. They sure did. So, gym class heroes formed in 1997 from Geneva, New York, but they would disband in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band was signed by Fu- Fueled by Ramen and Decadence Records. Uh, so, I uh, I just assumed that they were both kind of the same thing, except for Decadence is Pete Wentz and Spen- Patrick Stump. Ah, Spencer Smith from Panic at the Disco. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you would know better, but I'm pretty sure I looked them up and it's Pete and Patrick. Maybe Patrick does have a stake in it. I just never realised. And then Fueled by Ramen is uh, the drummer from Less Than Jake and someone else. Right. No, you are correct. So, owned by Patrick Stump and Pete Wentz. I know more about Fallout Boy than you. (laughs) I am the superior Fallout Boy. I feel like Spencer was an Atom Fallout Boy. Oh, man. Jiminy Jillica's Fallout Boy. So who was who's Spence? Spencer Smith. Spencer Smith. Spence. Uh, he is the former drummer for Panic at the Disco. Ah, Slight, like he's an interesting one where like I don't think he ever like fully left. Like he just because he's yeah, an he... honorary member in that they like thank him at the end of every record, but he doesn't actually drum for the band. No, I'm not too sure anymore. But like. Because as we all know, Panic has morphed into just a one-man show at this point. Yes, it's Brendan Urie. Um, which, fair enough, whatever. But, yeah, like Spencer and Brendan split off into Panic when Ryan and John split off into the Young Veins. But then Spencer was struggling with um, substance abuse, I think. And so he took some time off, and then I think that time off turned into um, just just a, a permanent hiatus yeah so going by i think wikipedia yeah so he was in panic from 2004 to 2015 okay um and now he's a talent agent and i think he works for decadence like ah okay um so that would make sense because i think the only two there's a couple of others but like basically decadence is Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco. Yeah. That's, it's like, you can survive on those two bands. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, half of Fallout Boy is running to Cadence Records, but yeah. But yeah, they used to have like a very um tight sort of roster of bands, of which, yeah, Gym Class Heroes slash Travi McCoy, the front man of Jim's, Gym Class Heroes, were a big component. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was definitely they were one of those bands. I, I never listened to them, but they were again one of those ones. Like I would see girls that I knew that were in the scene on MSN, and mm-hmm. it's like, what are you listening to? And it's like, blah blah blah, gym class heroes. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, and I think it was like it was those sort of like first steps to breaking away, I guess, from like pop punk and like post hardcore and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And yes, it was like them playing white tees. I remember seeing a lot of on people's MSN messengers. Mm. Yep. Uh, so yes, vocalist Travi McCoy and drummer Matt McGinley were friends in high school, where they met in the aforementioned gym class. Yes. I wonder what they were playing that day. 
What? what Probably what dodgeball. What sport they were doing? That's the only sport I imagine they play in American or like, high schools. Or like the beep test, which they call something else there. Oh yeah, the beep test. They do have it over there, but it's something else. It's like a really long name, like the, oh the something fitness gram pacer test or something. Yeah. Hey America, we just call it the beep test, and it works. <laughs> We're so lazy. We re- Off you go, run the fucking beep test, we, mate. We really are, though. Yeah. Like, is this test where it beeps? If, beep test. If we can shorten words, we definitely can. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, if, if we can... It makes it easier, though. Unless beep stands for something over here. Oh, God. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I, was, I am forever haunted by the beep test. I feel like there was one year in PE where I wasn't too bad at it, and then I just stopped doing PE. I was pretty good at the beep test. The one moderator on the beep test website is going to be stoked to see that their website's getting <laughs> a little bit of action. No, we had, a, we had at our school, we had king ball, and I think it was just dodgeball. But because it was played on the basketball court, it was like you had the king, and then you had, and it was it was done by classes as well. So our class was a team. Yeah. Because it was like eight classes. We went from like we went from A to G, I think, in year seven. Mm. And so I don't know why they picked me to be the king. The king was the person that could like, the king was the person that could like get the team members back in if they were out. Right. And we did pretty well on and. We had 7B, which was the accelerated class. And we were like, oh man, they're nerds. We're going to whoop their asses. And they whooped our asses. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, oh man, what are they going to do? Throw calculators at us? You deserve that. (laughs) Honestly. But yeah, so I, I, I remember King Ball. It was pretty fun. I remember, I think if you could score a shot... With the ball in the in one of the baskets that got like the whole team back in or something. Okay. But like if they if the team caught it, then you were out. So, man, I really like. I think it's because I've only in the last few years become interested in the idea of moving my body around. But like, <laughs> PE class was fun. <laughs> PE class was fun though. For me and my friend, just spend the whole time just sitting on the bleachers listening to our iPod. Yeah, but like, especially especially the first few years, PE class was just, it was just games. Yeah. It was just games. The only thing the only thing that was annoying about our PE class was we had a sports uniform and the teachers would go ballistic if you weren't wearing the sports uniform. Yeah. I used to, I didn't mind our sports uniform because that was like the one piece of casual wear in our whole bloody uniform, but also just the rigmarole of like, we couldn't wear it to school. We had yeah. to get changed into it. Yeah. Then change out of it back into our yeah. norm. And it's just like, fuck's sake, like, yeah. can I just wear it the whole day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had the same thing. And the, the the sport uniform wasn't bad at our school as well. It was just, again, like, you had to remember that everything and your shoes. And if you... It, was, oh, it would always be such a pain in the ass if it was in the middle of the day as well. And you had to put your stupid leather shoes back on Yeah. afterwards. And yeah, it was just like, they... They had, like, cracked down in, like, the couple of years between when my brother left and when I started there. And it was like, we are going to be so uniform-focused that if you go against the uniform, that you're just going to be getting detentions. Mm. So, like, my first day, or, like, not my first day, but, like, my first week of high school, I got a detention because we went to the beach. Right. Went on the bus. And I didn't put my shoes on to go back home to get on the bus. Like, to go... 
Like it was the end of the day and I didn't have my shoes on because I was putting them on. <laughs> and yet again, a teacher just saw that and he's like, see me tomorrow. Oh. And it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't like detention, but it was, it was a warning. Like, oh, remember to put, sake. like when I went there, it was like, remember to put your shoes on. And it was like, it was the end of the day and we were going back to the bus to like go home. They were so, they were very bad about that. But yeah, um, sport club, it was just, it was just sports. It was just games. All you did. It was. Yeah. I loved it. I did not, but I should have. I just remember one class, and then I promise we'll get back to gym class heroes. But because we had like one of those teachers who was probably only like 24 or something. And so like she was the coolest teacher ever. Yep. And one class, we literally just like measured how far we could run while like screaming at the top of our lungs. It was uh, great. Yeah, we had um, we had in our year eight class. He was also our homeroom teacher. Yep. And he used to let us get away with a lot. And is that looked... the rado guy? No, he was primary school. Ah. So this is high school. Okay. That was Mr. Parker. Mr. I think it was Mr. Verway, and he looked like Hulk Hogan as well. And he let us call him Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was the one who who started that because, it, again, talking to my brother, and he's like, he's like, so who have you got this year? And I'm like, oh, Mr. Verway's my homeroom teacher. And he's like, oh, Mr. Verway, he looks like Hulk Hogan, doesn't he? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, he does. And so then I told the other boys. And then they were like, oh, Mr. Verway looks like Hulk Hogan. And he liked that. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so, yes, gym class heroes met in gym class. Don't know mm-hmm. what they were playing. Probably dodgeball. Or the multi-stage fitness test. <laughs> or the multi-stage fitness test. Also known as the beep test, bleep test, pacer did, test or 20 meter shuttle run test. So when it was called, the, the one that's called the bleep test, did they still initially be called like the fuck test or something? Like why is it being bleeped? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the band formed when bassist Ryan Geese and Matt McGinley, who performed as an instrumental duo, were playing at a party. Travi McCoy, who was in attendance, took the microphone on stage and began rapping. That's That's really cool. That's a scene straight out of a movie, though. It is. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I just feel like high school in America literally is just stepping into, like, a movie set. Yeah. Like, because there's got to be a reason why there's so many tropes. It's because, like, American filmmakers witnessed them in, like, their American high school. Or... These students watched these movies and were like, "Well, I want to recreate. Yeah, them. I want to. <laughs> I want to have a band playing at my house party. Yeah, like who does that? Whereas, like growing up in the middle of nowhere, like I did not have that experience. No. Anyway, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not crying. <laughs> so they started out playing college parties and barbecues. I bet there were red cups everywhere. Oh, everywhere. We when I worked in a bottle shop. Like, there was definitely a, a time when those red cups were booming. Mm-hmm. And it was because of movies. Yeah. And people would be like, we had cups. We had clear plastic cups that were perfectly good. Mm. People would be like, do you have the, like, plastic cups? And we'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, do you have the red plastic cups? And we'd be like, we'd be like, no, we don't have the red plastic cups. And like, oh, we'll just, we'll just go to the shops then. Yeah. And it's like, eventually I just said to my manager, I'm like, you just need to order some red cups. <laughs> you just need to get some red cups because, like... And then you got a promotion to head of marketing. Yeah. 
and then here I am today. <laughs> Talk, talking about the, the best years of my life. I remember that though. Like that was like peak 2010s like house yeah. party culture. Yeah. Like I remember going to a party at uni. Like I think it was one of my cool friends, Jess, and he held like really sick parties. Mm-hmm. And there were red cups, and I remember being like, damn, like... Because yeah. it's like, there's a country song done by one of the country guys. Um, and it is, it's just like, it's it's just about drinking out of a red solo cup. Why not? <laughs> I was singing about it too. It's, it, it is kind of like a party song, but it's mostly like, Hey man, I got my red solo cup, <laughs> and I drink out of it. Makes my drink taste better. Do you know what's inside? No, you don't. But I do. It's my secret. Oh my god. <laughs> so um, basic long story short, like American teen and young adult culture is wild. And this is like in the last year we've made more American friends than I've ever had in my life. Than, than we've ever had in our lives. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I had one, you had one, and then now we've got like heaps of American friends. Thanks to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bringing us closer to Americans. <laughs> the end. So Travi McCoy featured on the Cobra Starship song Snakes on a Plane. Hash- oh, hashtag. Parentheses. Parentheses. Bring it. Which, funnily enough, played on the movie Snakes on a Plane. We listened to that just before we started recording, and I'm so glad we did, because that song fucking rips. I will admit, though, I have no recollection how it goes. Are you kidding? It's gone. Oh, we have to put a clip in here, because it's just that good. I will, but Ask Back Home is just... That opening like line is just... Tattooing my brain at the moment. Snakes on a Plane is way better, though. I, I agree. Yeah, I we watched um, we watched this and and I said to you I was like it took me a long time to realize you didn't really like Snakes on a Plane <laughs> the movie you liked that the soundtrack was done by Fueled by Ramen yeah that's the only reason I enjoyed Snakes on a Plane and and you were like yeah and then it was like why do you think I why do you think I liked Snakes on a Plane you didn't ask me this but it was like sort of just like why don't you think I yeah. liked Snakes on a Plane. Like, and I was like, because I remember you being like, because you had the Snakes on a Plane soundtrack, and and I think I think like it's in it's an enjoyable film, it's an enjoyably bad yeah, bad film. Yeah, it's um, like proto Sharknado sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and so I remember years ago just being like, huh? So she really likes Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> <laughs> I literally only got into Snakes on a Plane because. Essentially, fueled by ramen slash decadence, like grabbed hold of it and did the entire soundtrack. Which do I still have it? 
I don't think I... I think you got rid of it. Fuck. Oh, that was a bad idea. Hopefully Richard has it still. <laughs> Richard, if you have the Snakes on a Plane soundtrack, enjoy it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's actually... Like, You're doing well. <laughs> no. Like, it was actually... Like, it's very bad, but it's a good piece of, like, Fueled by Ramen slash Decadence memorabilia, I think. Because it was literally just really crap like remixes of like Fueled by Ramen slash Decadence yeah. bands plus this song which again it slaps but yeah you got a couple of minutes to talk about Snakes on a Plane absolutely I, I always have time to talk about Snakes on a Plane so when our music I think our music teacher went like, it's like I think he might have gone part time right in high school and so they were like we still need someone to fill in the other days so they got another guy and this was around about the time that Snakes on a Plane was coming out. <laughs> and he was super excited about it. And we we're like, why are you excited about it? He's like, have you heard? Have you heard about Snakes on a Plane? You're going to go see it? And we're like, what is this? He's like, it's a movie. I'm like, okay. And he's like, because the guy in it, not Samuel L. Jackson, but the other guy who he's like... Oh, uh, like the... Yeah, I think I know the one. So he's Australian. But I think, oh. he's, I think he plays an American in it. Yeah. But he's like... I don't know. I don't know if this guy was telling the truth or not, but he's our music teacher is like, oh yeah, he's my godson. What? And we were just like, but we were like, okay, weird flex. Oh my god! <laughs> but all right. And so, <laughs> so yeah, like the movie comes out, and none of us see it. But like, we asked him, like, we're like, when he comes in the next day, we're like, did you see it? And he's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and, and and so like the guy I, I don't remember his name He's an Australian actor He was in Wolf Creek Right Then he was in Snakes on a Plane I saw nothing else of him For years And then he was in this Nathan movie. Phillips? Yes Yep Oh, He was born in Sunbury Aww <laughs> Just down the road He was in this Australian movie A few years back Called These Final Hours And it is It's The Earth is about to to be destroyed and it's these final hours and it is it put me in a funk for like two days because I was just so depressed after watching it I kind of want to watch that but probably <sighs> not until like I've been in my 30s for like a couple of weeks at least okay yeah it's... I can watch it by myself alright it's a good movie but it's just like I feel so just empty at the moment and it, like there's another there's an older movie that's basically the same thing called the On the Beach Yep. It's filmed in Australia with some American actors and again it's like the world's got like three months left until like this nuclear cloud comes over and kills everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like the last place that has people living in it is Australia. Of course. And so it's like interesting because you get to see Melbourne in like the 50s and you get to see Frankston in the 50s <laughs> as well because they go to the Frankston train station. Franger. Yeah. And it's just like Oh wow, I just feel so alone right now. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you want to put it on, I'll play some Breath of the Wild while it's going, but I'll sit with you because it is it's a rough watch. So it's a barrel of laughs by the sound oh, of it. So much so many laughs. <laughs> the funniest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> well, speaking of funniest movies I've ever seen though, a bit that always made me cackle in Snakes on a Plane was when the guy, the the bodyguard of the rapper, um, 
who like spends the whole movie playing PSP. That's right, yeah. And he's like playing like flying games. Lands the plane because he could play video games. And he's like, oh yeah, I've put in like 50 hours in, I don't know, like Ace Combat or something because Ace Combat's an actual like airplane yeah. game. And Samuel L. Jackson's just sitting there and he's like, he's got his fingers pursed and he's just like, is that on Xbox or PS2? <laughs> the guy's like, it's on PS2. And it's like, I know one of the sponsors of this movie. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft is paying them not to release yeah, this Dear movie. God, please don't associate us with you. <laughs> I remember, I think it was a Michael Jackson concert. And it was like hosted by Samuel L. Jackson. And it just had it on the ad. And he like walks out with all this swagger to the microphone. Mum just being like, he thinks he's so cool. And me just thinking, I don't know, I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> I like to think that like you were genuinely stoked because you were and your mum just had like sour grapes. It was like, like <laughs> it's like I was a kid, so I liked Michael Jackson and like and then Samuel L. Jackson and I'm like putting it together, I'm like, wait, are they related? And I'm like Mum's just like, Oh, look he thinks he's so cool with his hat, his Kango hat, and I'm like No, I think I'd look pretty dope in one of those hats myself i just i love hearing about people's like pet peeves like (laughs) that's such a specific thing to get angry about like what the fuck did samuel l jackson do to earn her wrath but like it's also samuel l jackson who's like notoriously cool yeah as well it's like (laughs) he thinks he's so cool it's like he probably doesn't even think that he's just like he's just my theory that your mum is secretly like really jealous of how cool he is (laughs) Just like look at him, thinks he's so cool walking around. She uh, she watched Coming to America like fifty years ago, and he has a cameo in it where he plays a bank robber. Well, no, not even a cameo because it was like <laughs> well, you, he you wasn't were exaggerating famous. about the fifty years, weren't you? Uh, well, like forty because it was like oh early eighties. No, this is this is a joke. Like, okay, she, I don't think she's seen the movie, but it's just like I'm imagining like the build up to like her dislike of Samuel L. Jackson because like. <laughs> He has this tiny role, like he was just beginning acting in this movie, and like he plays a, a robber and gets beaten up by Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, and I'm just imagining her doing like the like, like the angry eyes. <laughs> you, I feel like you're gonna be constantly dogging me for the rest of my life. <laughs> my God, and I feel like you won't even know who I am for the rest of yours. Ah. Uh... Do you, do you have someone like that that just makes you go, oh? Um. Yeah. I won't name names just for the interest of. Are they celebrities? Not particularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, in terms of celebrities. Oh. I don't know. Like. I don't have people so much as things. Like, I still don't find Seinfeld the least bit. Fair enough. Like, and that to me, I'm just like, I truly don't get it. I don't get why people like it that much. I'm the same with, um, I'm the same with James Corden and Jimmy Fallon. Like, yes. To me, they're offensively unfunny. Like, yeah. To yeah. me, they are just rip-roaringly just unhumorous. Like, yeah. I can't stand those two. And I know, apparently, and like, apparently James Corden is also a huge asshole. Yeah. And apparently, like, he was unsuccessful in the UK, but then, like, the US were like, well, we'll take him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's jovial and has a funny accent. We'll take him. Yeah. We have gone way off track. 
It's All like, because of snakes on a plane. It's like we're on a plane that has snakes. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, snakes on a plane, parentheses, bring it, is a tune, and the music video is so, so good. <laughs> he has so many scarves. And just, yeah, just the Pete Wentz cameo. Like, it's just all, like, chef's kiss. It's so good. I just, I love the, the Pete Wentz cameo because it's, like, it's it's basically he's doing the inverse of that picture of him and Bruno Mars. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's doing the, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that picture. So, oh, anyway, Matt McGinley from uh, Gym Class Heroes, not of uh, Fall Out Boy or Panic at the Disco or any other band, not associated to Samuel L. Jackson. Matt McGinley has become the music producer for the podcast This American Life. I love that. I love hearing those stories about where, like, the musicians I stand sort of by extension, like where yeah. they ended up. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it a million times before, but, like, the fact that. Matt T. Siska from um, the Academy is now plays bass for Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. Adam T. Siska, not Matt. Oh, how could you? I know. Sorry, Siski. Um, yeah, he also did the he also did the song for um, he also did the song for the podcast serial. That's so cool. Remember seven years ago when that was a big thing? I've still never listened to it. I think you listened to like a little bit more. Like, nah. Yeah. Can't do this. I wonder what happened to her. Because what is it about? Like a murder? No. The first, the first season That's was. Right. It was about a guy who Adnan. Yeah, Adnan might have been like may or may not have killed his ex girlfriend. Right. Uh he probably did. Well, shit. I don't know. I... <laughs> the, well, maybe he didn't. The evidence seems to to look like he probably did. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm glad I didn't listen to it then. She doesn't put it in a way like oh and i think he's innocent so that's how i'm going to convey this it's just very like these are the facts yeah and she talks to him a lot so, yeah yeah hmm. and then i did not listen after season one so well there you go would you like to talk about the song yes so um i really hate like whenever i'm writing out the word ass i hate writing it a-r-s-e and within the context of this podcast, I hate saying ass back home. Mm. But then ass back home doesn't seem... Because to me, ass is more the donkey. And it's like, I have a donkey? <laughs> Get your donkey back home. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. You could say butt back home. I was thinking that, but that just seems silly. Your derriere? Derriere? <laughs> Fanny. Um, nah, I'll just say ass, well, I guess. We're it's Australian... just such an ugly pronunciation. Ass. We're, we're Australian, so Fanny means something different over here. It does, which makes it doubly funny for us. <laughs> makes it doubly Fanny for us. <laughs> An anvil just falls from the sky and kills us instantly. Um... Anyway, this song. Did you ever read the uh, far, Faraway Tree? Ma- the magic moon face? Oh, I know of it. I don't think I ever read it. One but... of the characters was called. There was a dick and a fanny, and yeah. they were brother and sister. And yeah. I read it when I was like eight. And I just kept every, every page, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> what so, a time. Fannies and willies. That's the last <laughs> interruption for the next couple of minutes, at least. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not making any promises. So this song was the second single for the band's fifth and final album, The Papercut Chronicles 2. Uh, the song also features British singer Neon Hitch. The percussive percussive beat is inspired by electro, and the remainder of the song remain- contains influences of dub, rock, and reggae, and also incorporates a shimmering guitar. Uh, the lyrics are about the difficulty a couple faces while one of the partners is away. So Sam's research, he found the quote away for business, but I assume it's touring. Yeah, like it's. It's I not a song that resonates with, like, businessmen going to, like, no. Sydney for a few days. No, and also, yeah, like, it just, it's, like, it just makes sense, like, he's a musician. You could even, like, it, I don't know why, I don't know if there is a song that exists like this, but, like, when two musicians from separate musical acts are together. Yeah. And, like, I, I hate myself for thinking this is the only, like, example at the moment, but, like, when Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were together. Right. And, like, they were on separate tours. Like... Yeah. Do a song about, like, how you're both away and, like, you miss each other and... Yeah. And that's sort of what I got from this, was just, like, oh, this is just, like, about, you know, he's... He's away on tour. On the road, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know why on the Wikipedia article who wrote that said, (laughs) thought, where were you reading about, like, suitcases and, like... (laughs) they're like travel hotels and that sort of shit like <laughs> they're an accountant and they were listening to it on a conference trip while they were away from their wife and they were just like damn I need to go and update the Wikipedia page <laughs> um they work for like Deloitte or something um so the song reached number one in Australia number nine in the UK and number twelve in the US yeah we loved it apparently I remember it being a thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we're I... about... What? No, sorry, you go. We're about to go into our thoughts on the song, so... Yeah, I don't remember this song at all. Really? Yeah, I mean, well, when when was it? It was 20, 2012, wasn't it? 20... Uh, 2011. 2011. The year we met. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was not listening to regular radio in 2011. That's because you went on the road missing someone. Yeah, I mean, this could, you know, emulate our relationship at the beginning when That's I was true. when when we lived a hundred kilometers away from each other. <laughs> and I called Me you up. Me working in a cafe, you working in a bottle shop. Yep, you could say we were a uh, regular old uh, gym class hero and neon hitch. Yep. <laughs> So what do you think of this song? Uh, it doesn't really do much for me. It's, it's Alright, bye! <laughs> it's fine. Um, like, it's very 2011. Yeah, like, it's yeah. That sort of like, that drum beat that's like a clap. That sort of like hollow like clap sound yeah. drum beat. And it's sort of like that garage band, just like press the button. Yeah, of like the, yeah, yeah, like that's, that's done and dead. In 2021, which mm. I'm, you know, not too sad about. Yeah. Um, I do like when he's like, oh, in the background. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's got like sort of like a wistful or a shimmering guitar at mm. the start. I hate the interlude though, because it's, it basically sounds like there's on YouTube um, ads for Jeep. That's like, there's no talking or anything. It's just a guitar that is almost 
identical to that and i just think i'm not <laughs> buying a jeep when i hear that um yeah like i i look i can i can relate to the you know being away from your partner thing and missing them and because you know that's was so many years of our relationship was mm. i worked far away and i would have to spend a few nights away and yeah it sucked it sucked when you had to leave and yeah and yeah, the only thing you look forward to is coming home. And especially when, you know, we made it more difficult on me when we got a cat. So, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I do like that. I, I don't know, like, because she's British and I think they recorded her in England. So then he recorded in America. Oh, that's a cute little um piece of, I guess, just trivia about it. Yeah. But, like, it feels kind of distant to me as well like it in a good way or a bad way because to me that sort of feeds into the overall yeah that does kind of like because initially i was like i don't particularly like that but then when i sort of break it down it's like well then that actually works in the song's favor yeah yeah i don't know what do you think about it i like it i remember at the time i didn't realize immediately that it was gym class heroes and so i think part of it for me is like because i I forgot to talk about how much I love Gym Class Heroes because I was so busy talking about oh. how much I love snakes on a plane. You got you got the microphone now, girl. <laughs> not, that, not that we pass the microphone back and forth to each other <laughs> when we record, but um, oh man, <clears throat> where was I? So yeah, like, did you find Gym Class Heroes while you were sitting at gym class listening on an iPod, <laughs> no. a- a- avoiding doing like? activities no <laughs> that would be perfect though <laughs> um no i discovered gym class heroes because i was a fallout boy stan and so of course i followed every single thing to do with yeah. anything adjacent to them and the network spread out to them um i knew that i just wanted to make the joke i know but the listeners didn't necessarily know that um and also because patrick stump lent his vocals to two of their like lead singles um so close off and shit cupid's chokehold mm. um and yeah like from there i was like hell yeah and so like i only ever listened in full to their one album as cruel as school children but i listened to it the other day and yeah like it sort of it holds it sort of equally holds up well but also feels a bit juvenile like mm. I don't know. Um, But, like, it's interesting, like, listening back to it with a bit more knowledge of what, like, a hip-hop album sort of entails. Like, because it had, like, skits and things, like, throughout it. And at the time, I was just like, oh, yeah, haha. Like, I was vaguely aware that, like, skits were a thing that featured a lot in, like, hip-hop rap albums. Were they as horribly problematic as the Eminem skits were back in the day? No... But again, it was just that classic sort of like, because yeah, I listened to as cruel as school children. Then I listened to, well, I listened to their well three main, so the Papercut Chronicles and then the Papercut Chronicles two, which this song is on. And I think all of them had at least one skit to do with like, or song to do with like. Here's a list of women I've slept with, or something. It's just mm. like, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> cool story, bro, like. Come on, Travi, you're better than that. Um, it's Travi, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Travi. Um, but I think for me, like, what I used to enjoy about them that I still appreciate is, 
Because, like, even reading up on Travi's Wikipedia page, like, apparently, like, Earth Crisis, I think it is, were, like, one of his favourite bands. Band. Yeah, yeah, like, he was one of those kids who was into rapping and hip-hop, but also was into, like, indie... And I know that's not that unique mm. or special anymore. Yeah, in 2021, that's not. But I... But, but like, in the mid two thousands, it feels yeah, like it was the only person you had that was like that was Ice T, and then later Donald Glover. Like, and is he really influenced by like indie music and hardcore music? His early EPs and stuff, like he had remixes of like indie indie songs okay. on it. Yeah, like he would use them as like the back yeah. backing beat kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, like so. I guess it was very of its time in that sense, but also. Again, because, like, gym class heroes ran in the same circles as, like, the pop punkers and emos and that kind of thing, it all just sort of made sense to my brain and sort of, yeah, at a time where I was very closely sticking to, like, pop punk and emo, Mm. at least I was sort of getting my fix of, like, something different as well. Yeah, I was shocked to find out that they weren't an emo band. Or yeah. like a pop punk band. Yeah. Um, it's also a very pop punking, pop punky sounding band name, Jim Class. Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just epitome of like a pop punk band name. Yeah. And so when I I was like, oh, they're actually a rap group. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, like, I guess there's, like, part of me sort of wonders if, like, maybe they watered down what they potentially could have done with their sound because Mm. of their fan base, but also they got a decent career out of it, so I'm sure they weren't doing themselves too much of a disservice. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know what his music is like as a solo artist. Well, like, as a solo artist, he had that song with Bruno Mars, I wanna be a billionaire, so freaking bad. Are you kidding me? No. What is wrong with you? I don't listen to the radio. You literally worked in a bottle shop for like years. Yeah, and we didn't actually have the radio playing. We had the television going. Hang on. We had television. You have definitely heard this song. And if you haven't, I am leaving. (laughs) We were, when we were coming back from getting your roller skates the other day, and you had put on a playlist of like, mostly just like pop punk music. And that Andrew WK song came on again and you were like, wow, I really can't believe you'd never heard this. I just... And I was like, I I haven't, but like, I'm glad to be hearing it now. I just... Okay, so... I wanna be a billionaire, so fucking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. I think because it's like exactly the same as the one where he's like got the day off and he wants to just hang out with his band. Except that this was Travi featuring Bruno. Okay, so that makes it worse. I do like this song. <laughs> like, it's crap, but it's just like... I'd rather not know it than like it. Anyway. Um, so, like... Yeah, I guess they were very good at sort of towing the line of, like, being popular. Mm. If that makes like, And, like, very sort of just middle-of-the-road, like, pop influence as well. I don't really have much out. Like, she's fine. She has that sort of like, like that sort of like snaky, smoky kind of voice. I guess. Snake. I've got snakes. <laughs> snakes on a brain. Snakes on the brain. Snakes on the brain. Um. Yeah, I very much. 
Um, like, I don't think much about... What's her name? Neon Hitch. Neon Hitch. Like, again, to me, that... Like, I didn't realise the name tied to it until we started yeah. this episode. Like, writing the notes and that kind Like... Yeah, to me, like you said, it's very 2011. So to me, that entailed like having your guest vocals that are just a sort of faceless woman's voice in the background of a sort of slightly trappy, like yeah, EDM-y kind of song. Like it gives it, it gives it that dynamic of, of you know, they're a couple and you know they miss each other. Does she do anything else besides the, like, the sort of, like, the lead-in and everything that I don't know? No. She literally just does the chorus yeah, and over the, and over again. And the get your ass back home. Yeah. Bit. Um, Which is fine. Like, yeah. I guess that's why, it, like, that's why I didn't pay much attention to it. Because, like, it wasn't, say, a backing or, like guest vocal by like a Sia or an Ellie yeah. Goulding or someone like yeah. that like yeah an Ellie Goulding would really give it yeah like, presence and really like I think an Ellie Goulding would would turn my my opinion of it from being a yeah to a hell yeah mm. um I don't know I feel like it, it definitely needs and this isn't any offense to Neon Hitch um I just feel like it just needs that someone who just who has more power to them to like really give it that because because he doesn't bring he doesn't bring like heaps of energy yeah as well and i think that's his thing that's his thing is like mm. he's sort of like you know low beat kind of yeah you know. he's always been like he yeah like he has his flow and everything but he's never like overly energetic yeah like he's enthusiastic but he's not sort of operating at like a sort of loud kind yeah. of yeah yeah um i think one other thing for me that like, I think it's just because I haven't heard this song properly since... 2011, probably. Well, like, maybe 2012. Yeah. But, like... And I'd never listened to it, like, properly. I seem to remember it going harder than it does. Okay. Like, I seem to remember it sort of building up to, like, a <clears throat> final chorus that really... Yeah. And... Blew my head off, but it doesn't. Something like that would really... Yeah, like... Especially in, like, the age of, like... That's when, like, EDM, like, pop drops and stuff were huge. But it just sort of, like... It feels like it's building and then it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we were about to have dubstep. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know. I, I don't quite... I don't quite get the vibe of, like, this is my... This is my wife, my wife, or, like, partner <laughs> or whatever. Whatever their relationship is supposed to be. And I love her and I miss her so much. It's more... To me, it comes across more as, thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for being with me and letting me do what I want to do, which is be mm. a musician. Yeah. That's more the vibe I get from the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you. You're great. Um, and yeah, thank you for looking after the house. And if we got kids, like, thank you for looking after them while I'm on the road. Mm. It's funny because, like, again, before, like, properly examining the song when i heard her on the radio i assumed it was more like i don't know where you're going and that worries me yeah like in the sense of like i don't care who you're with 
just come back to me, but that's not the correct... No, and in the film, they, like, they explore it in a frame where she's talking to another guy. Yeah. And it's like, is that going to become a... And then it doesn't. Like, it's just ignored again after that. Like, it's like, what is that? Is is he worried? Like, what's going on there? Yeah. It's funny, like... It always felt a bit more ambiguous, but then reading the lyrics, it's like, ah, oh, like, yeah, which and like, it's really lovely. And like, they've had, like, I know there's one other song that Jim Class Heroes did about being on the road called Seven Weeks, which, um, William Beckett from the Academy is does like the guest vocals on the chorus. And again, it's just a really sweet sort of tribute to like, it's a grind, but I love it. Like, this is why we do it. I'm so grateful that I can. But you wouldn't say it's a grindcore song. That would be fucking (laughs) sick. Um, But no, it's not, unfortunately. My life is yellow lines, concrete and part of it, but it's exhaust fumes and rest stops, we grind hard for the bus. Load in, sound check, play show, load out, let's go, next city, oh great, off day, hangovers, hangups, dial backs, running makeup, apologies and promises, and nobody acknowledges that boys and fans got it so damn bad, but we love it like the last cigarette we'll ever have. I'm putting miles on my body, about due for a tune-up in this gas station, food ain't really helping, but I'm loving every minute, every road sign's a reminder of exactly why we did it Um... So yeah, I don't know, like, that all just all ended up being, like, kind of a word salad about gym class heroes, but, um, yeah, I think for me the key points are, I remember this going harder than it does, which is disappointing, gym class heroes, I'm, I really enjoyed them, I still don't quite know where I land on them now. Mm, Yeah. Um. That's my feeling with the Ataris, like, I, I still am like... Do I like this band or not? What's yeah. my feeling on the Ataris? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like... Yeah, I never really gave Gym Class Heroes the space to listen to them critically. If that, Like, to me, it was just like, oh, cool, like, there's a Patrick cameo on this one. Or, oh, mm. cool, there's that one song where they name drop, like, all these bands that they love in the lyrics. Yeah. And that's really clever oh, I really like the sound that they bring, but, like, I've never really come back to them until the other day when I wasn't fully paying attention to anything, but, like, I need to sit down with them and listen to them as an adult with a bit more context of just different genres beyond, oh, hey, these guys are on Fueled by Ramen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The end. That is my book report. Well, shall we move on to Secrets? Yes. Yeah. Cause 
So, secret secrets <laughs> is sometimes also stylized as secrets, <laughs> secrets, secrets in all caps. Uh, this was one that uh, there wasn't a, a hell of a lot to talk about with them. So the band formed in 2010 from San Diego, California. Yep. Uh, secrets formed with previous members of the band of a, uh, a city serene. That is a really bad name in terms of how it rolls off the tongue. A city serene. A city serene. Yeah. Serene. Uh, the aforementioned band splitting up after a tour van crash, which left a member in a coma. Fuck. Yeah. Did they ever recover? Didn't say. Oh my god. It didn't say about about them. That's a really poorly written bio, then, or and, like Jesus. And sadly, last year, former Secrets vocalist. Um, he was uh, Aaron Melzer. He was vocalist from 2013 to 2015. Uh, died in November. Mm. Yeah, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this song? I like the way they treated it. Um, yes. I don't know why. When we were just giving it that one last listen before we started recording, I was like, I don't remember the verses being so yelly. Did that put you off, though? Not overly. Like, I think it might be the bridge, like, where they start to go, like, full, like, sort of um, easy core on it. Yeah. Like, that did my head in a bit, but that's just given my predilections or whatever the hell you'd call it. Um, mm. <clears throat> but... No, the way they treat the verses, even though it is just very yelly, <laughs> I can't think of a better word. Um, Old yelly. <laughs> I like that they aren't so- trying to sort of mimic Travi's flow. Yeah. Because that's when it gets super embarrassing is when you've got just a run-of-the-mill like pop-punk band doing a Punk Goes cover of a hip-hop R&B rap song. And they're sort of doing their best to mimic the cadence of the original person because yeah. it just it sounds embarrassing. Yeah, no, they. I mean, I I imagine that's you know the cadence that they usually you know bring forth. And yeah, I really like it. I, I think it really works. Mm. Um, I like that this is a this is a song with yells that's not about breaking up. That yes. about it's like I fucking love you. <laughs> I miss you. Yep. Get Ghostbusters on DVD ready when I get back because we're watching that when I get home. <laughs> Snuggles! Like, I just like that. It is very, um, 2000s emo culture, like, Raw XD sort of. It is a little Raw XD. <laughs> Um, but mostly just your take on it then. I yeah. don't find the song Roar XD. No. I just find it easy core. Yeah. And we, I don't like it. But I do like... Yeah, the only bit I don't like is like the full-blown like easy core bit, but the rest of it I actually really appreciate. So um, which part's the easy core bit? Maybe I'm just talking shit. I don't know... I-
This thing. Oh, okay, yeah. By listening to it again. I, I think it's I think I like that it's still got I think it's like the major keys. Yeah. Like like there's the the heavy, like distorted guitar, but then I think there's like a clean guitar playing underneath. Yeah. Which gives it almost like a brightness. I think, yeah, listening to it again and fully like concentrating on it, it doesn't feel as grating as it did. Yeah. Um I think because I was still like, I don't remember it being this yelly <laughs> and that just sort of bled over. But like yeah, I like what you said about like the brightness element. And like for me, what I really like about the song is it has a very solid like driving beat underneath it, especially mm. like in the choruses and that. Like they give this song the breadth, I guess, that Gym Class Heroes didn't with the original. Yeah, yeah, this has that, that oomph. Like literally, you could take their instrumentals minus like the extra chuggy guitars put Travi over the top of it and that would be like a bazillion times better uh, interesting experiment yeah maybe one Richard S. He might be able maybe. to uh, to pull some magic um but yeah I like the clean singing I really love yep um he's good he is very good yeah and he embodies the sort of emotion that Neon Hitch brings to it um yep it's just yeah it's the sum of its parts like it's just really good like I'm always going to be a bit sort of wincy when it comes to just like and like Mm. I've said that literally every song that has that I'm Mm. just like ugh but this one I really like it's very masterfully done yeah and it feels it still feels positive like yeah, it doesn't feel yeah. like it doesn't feel like negative hardcore. Like it's not like fuck my enemies, love my family. Yeah. Like even though like loving your family is not a negative thing, but like you know what I mean. Like it's all about like came from nothing and you know fuck my haters. Like this just yeah. feels like a very and yeah, it feels like it's being treated you know with care. You know, yeah. We talked about Travi having influences of you know you know bands like Earth Crisis. Maybe Secrets are influenced <laughs> by have also influences like. Gym class heroes. Yeah. And I think I think definitely if I was a teenager in the twenty tens, I would have definitely been all over this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I listen to it now and go, that's a really catchy song, I really like it. I will probably not listen to it again just because mm. that's not where my uh where my predilections lie now. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's I think it's terrific. Um I'm glad to hear that it's uh, you know a, a song with yells in it that you can still enjoy as well. I know. I yeah. I think since talking to um, Zeitgeist Labs podcast the other day, mm. and sort of yeah, that's where I sort of sat with myself and realized like yeah, I need to just sort of push past that discomfort because like I can listen to Refuse, but I can't listen to Easy Core. <laughs> I mean, the first used album, he screams a lot. I know, like, I know. I don't know yeah. what it is. I think it's just... you got to have... I feel like you got to have the balance. you got to have... Yeah. Because it's like, yes, Burt McCracken screams, but he also sings. Very and, well, yeah. Yeah, very well. Uh, which, look, a lot of these bands do that. 
Um, but... I know. I I literally have zero reason. I think it's just because to me, my teenage brain equates it with like bro culture. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can a hundred percent see that. Yeah. Because I think it's a little bit like bro culture. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I I feel like your uh, your opinions on that are, are like just. I think justified. It's... Yeah, like, I've always leaned towards very earnest kind of stuff. And for me, that layer of aggression over the top of it sort of strips it away a bit. Mm. But I agree with you in the sense that, like, the way they've constructed this song, it does sound very bright underneath the sort of murkiness, I guess. there's a light in the darkness. Mm. But also, yeah, like... The way they deliver the hook is earnest enough to pull me back in. Yeah, and it's really catchy. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just good. Mm. So, I guess we've got some other covers. We do. Uh, starting off, we have The Victory. Victory! Mm-hmm. They should really put an exclamation mark at the end of that. I don't know. Instructions. So I'm trying to do my best to make something out of nothing And sometimes it gets downright shitty In fact, when you're calling I don't even know what city I'm at Or what day of the week in the middle of the month of the year I don't recall It's like my life's I feel like they do kind of the bad version of what secrets do I feel like, yeah They... I'm genuinely curious to know how you land on your covers. Like, I sort of asked you off mic, like, what's the process? Yeah. And that's where (laughs) I need to start doing the notes for these things so I can actually select some covers as well. Because I'm genuinely curious as to why (laughs) this landed in your lap and you thought, yep. (laughs) I think also it's like, I don't don't want to overwhelm you with other covers. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't know... Sorry, our son is scratching. He's got his turntables. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Slops. Yep. Is, uh, is on the styles and he's going to scratch us out something nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Because we usually, we've now stopped doing this on weekends. And it's after you finished work. So I don't want to be like... I know. Overburdening you with too much. So it's like... I know. Maybe tomorrow will be a new chapter of my life where I magically get my shit together and start exercising regularly and actually going to the office and... I mean, you exercise more than I do, so... I know, but... I don't know. Maybe... Yeah. But anyway, the victory... Um, yeah, this... This is okay, but again, like I still feel like this is kind of like the the bad version of the secrets cover. I feel like the front man. I I don't know anything about the members, so I'm probably assuming a lot in terms of pronouns and stuff. But like, I feel like they sing about as well as I could sing it, which is saying a lot. <laughs> it's a flat delivery. 
It's just those high notes, they miss them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a flat lip. And even even in Travi's parts, like it's it doesn't feel like there's a lot of no care put into it and love put into it. No. Like, it sort of feels like it feels like the rest of the band wanted to cover this and the lead singer didn't, but it was like four to one, so they had to do it. To me it just feels like they're a small band, like a Band of mates who haven't really made it. Yeah. Any, and I don't mean that. I just mean, like, they're a band that hangs out and jams. Yeah. And it shows. And that's completely fine. Though I can 100% see them on stage, like, during the, the chorus where it's, like, the, the guitar. And the yeah. guitarist is doing the running on the spot. That a lot of, like, scene <laughs> bands. Like, a lot of, like... And I'm running in the chair as I say this. Like Yes. Like, a lot of, like, the easy call bands and whatnot, like, do the sort of, like, running on the spot on stage. That's one thing I miss about live music is just the way, like, the musicians, like, stage presence would just give me so much energy by extension. We should do an episode that's just about, like, stage presence. Ooh. Like, like the different sort of stances. Yeah. And, like, like, the crab walk the guitarists would do in, like, in, yeah. like, deathcore bands and, like... They would have to have really good, like, quads to do that. I, I'll and, like, sh- hammies and I'll show you glutes. The, I'll show you the film clip. I can't remember which band it is. It might be Attack Attack. I think so. I think yeah, they it's an coined in, it. It's an infamous film clip where it's, like, yeah, skinny, skinny, skinny jeans. And, yeah, just, like, legs bent at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> 90. 90-degree 90 angle. 45-degree, <laughs> they'd be squatting, which would be very funny. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like you would have to have the strongest legs to be able to sustain that. I'm so impressed. We should do that. Should be a live stream. We should just live stream like stage antics Ooh. and just like critique it. That sounds yeah, good. Like like the lead singer is like the lead singer of a tray. You would like swing the microphone around on the chord. So would Adam Lazaro. He'd swing it around his neck and yeah. The the lead singer of uh, Bleeding Through would do somersaults on stage. Shit. <laughs> and I thought Mark Hoppers was cool just for jumping a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's still cool. Sure. I'd still do it. <laughs> There's a difference between cool and doable, alright? I know. That's, yeah. I, anyway. like to, I like to think I'm uncool, but you know, maybe someone out there wants to do me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's, that's the goal, isn't it? Like, just be doable to someone. Um... Unless you're not interested in being done, in which case that's also completely fine. Yeah. Um, so we had so uh, so little opinions on Neon Hitch in the original. Let's go back to her again. I know. It's interesting because, and I could be way off because, again, I didn't do any research on this, so I'm just completely projecting here, but, like, how big is Neon Hitch in the UK? Because... I mean, this video doesn't have 10k views. 
That's the... It's got less than 10k views. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if she's literally like a session musician. What? I thought I heard a foghorn. Yeah, you probably did. We're close to the bay. The but like a, like a comical, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're near Williamstown. Okay. I know, I've heard it before too. Uh, and then I remember like, oh yeah, we live super close to like a port. I was like, wait, what's the, what's the signs of a stroke? It's burnt toast, not foghorn. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the sound I will hear the day I have a stroke. It's just... <laughs> I love that you're saying like the day you will have one. Like, it's just inevitable. The day my brain just decides, nah, no more of this. <laughs> that's the sound I will make. You can stay, but I'm leaving. It's just... Um, But yeah, to me, like, Neon Hitch honestly strikes me as like a session singer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this is like, it's it's her and her brother, Soul. Yep. This was last year. They're outside. This just gives me the shits, this video. (laughs) All, All around, like, they're outside, no microphones. They're just like... It's just like whatever microphone, whoever's filming it, is picking it up yeah. from. Like, there's birds and wind, and she only sings her parts. Yeah. And, again, it's the middle of a pandemic, and they're outside, and they're not wearing a mask. Yeah. And it's just like, if she told me that she believes in the healing power of crystals, I would not be shocked. I think, depending on when it was released last year, it kind of, it's very telling, because... As we know, like, the UK is sort of... I think it's starting to level out, but, like, they are sort of struggling to keep up with, like, a huge wave of COVID mm. because they didn't lock it down as early as we did, for example. So it would make perfect sense that they were outdoors, not wearing masks, just vibing. I say this as someone who lives in a country that's run by an idiot, but the UK <laughs> is run by an absolute idiot of a man. Oh, yeah. An absolute idiotic man, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, I know we don't want to talk about COVID, but like it genuinely does my head in. Like, we're sort of at a point where touch wood, like we are, like tomorrow, like our mask wearing things like ease up a little bit more, and it genuinely like it's but like the other day we were how out. Much, how much more can it ease? Like we're pretty well, like masks on public transport in hospitals, like okay. in crucial places, but like not at the supermarket anymore, for yeah. example. Um, but like we were out to dinner with friends, and it felt very normal. Yeah. Like yeah, it's weird. It yeah. sort of feels like whiplash. It's like oh, so that was a fucking weird time wasn't it and like we're very very lucky to be at that point i know there are other places that aren't at that point but like yeah what a head fuck i feel like we should all get so like you shouldn't turn 30 you should turn 29 again oh yeah i I feel like i should be turning 31 and not 32 again yeah anyone who had to celebrate a birthday not in the company of like people beyond their household like that birthday didn't count so you and i because mine was one of the well mine was the first among our friend group to be celebrated in lockdown mine was the second second. 10 days later yeah yeah we have really close birthdays to one another we do yeah i like that but yeah i'm yeah i'm calling in a refund on this last birthday so i'm actually just 28 at the moment and i'll be 29 tomorrow yeah so cool yeah no i love it 
How do, how does it feel getting another year in the nineties? Oh wait, no, you got a year less in the nineties. I'm born in the nineties now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not an eighty an eighties baby for all of eight months. <laughs> <laughs> someone no. someone said that to me. I can't it might have been Richard like that was like, Oh, you're an eighties baby and I'm like, Yeah, for eight months. It's like the other day I saw a tweet, I think, where like someone was like, Taylor Swift literally named her album 1989, and she was born in December 1989. Fuck like, off. Well, I mean, I guess that was the year, but it's also like, fuck off. Like, she literally had, like, I think 17 days yeah. of being an 80s kid. Like, And then it's funny, because like, my sister was born in 80, so like she literally, like, wow. she got to experience all of that. Far out. <laughs> That. Lucky bitch. I can't believe that the 80s was 40 years ago. Like 1980 was, but yeah. Even yeah. still. <laughs> anyway. Um, or even 1981 was. Fuck. Yeah. That's cooked. When we, uh, when we get to 2015, we should do a, uh, we should do a 40 year anniversary of the Bowling for Soup song 1985. Yeah. Because that was 40 years ago, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. They did uh they they've been around for a while. As bowling for soup boys. So what song are we wait, hell yeah or yeah nah. I'm gonna give the original a yeah. I don't feel like it deserves a hell yeah, but I also mm. don't feel like it deserves a yeah nah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a yeah. Yeah. Like I really would be interested to hear what it what it would be like with the secret. Mm. Uh, instrumentation done with the other vocalists. Yeah. Um, the s- secrets gets a hell yeah. Yep. I think I agree with you on those counts. Yeah. So what are we doing next week? Uh, we are. Oh, I'm excited because it's our first, maybe in our only J Lo song. We're doing "I'm Real." That's what I forgot to say. Sorry. No. Pause. We will be doing a Gym Class Heroes Punk Goes cover down the line. Oh, so Gym Class Heroes covers something else. Yeah. Ah. So that would be cool. We'll be able to, if we missed anything, which I'm sure we probably did, and that's not on you, that's on me for not doing any research as well. But like, yeah, we'll have another opportunity to talk about them. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, uh, we will be doing next week, I'm Real by Jennifer Lopez. As covered by the starting line for Punk Goes Pop 1. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think you should get into bed so that when you wake up, you'll be fresh-faced 29-year-old. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I was going to come up with something pithy, but I really can't. The happiest of birthdays. Thank you. I mean, you can't say anything because I'm always going to be older than you so it's like I'm always going to be old and I'm always going to be rubbing the cradle with you so with our two year difference (laughs) let's try again next week (laughs) we are 82 episodes in and we still don't know how to close this podcast nope So anyway, Mystery Men was a movie that was released in...